Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. What we're doing when a fat boy's slipping, everyone. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Manchester City take a huge step towards the title and Watford have relegated. It's Monday night to May. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Vidushina Hello, everybody. Happy Monday. It's the start of the working week, Jim Campbell. It is. Uh-huh. It is. Vitushina Hantaraja, it's good to see you, brother. The last time I saw you uh, or, or an image of you was a photo with your head in your hands in our WhatsApp group. Yeah, good. Straight in there. Lovely stuff. Nice to be back. Yeah, yeah. Right in the kidney. I know. Well, like yeah. And I've already lost the other kidney. Uh-huh. But now that you've sobered up... That out. <laughs> it's good to see you smiling again. Before we get to all that kind of stuff, gentlemen, I want to take us straight to the top of the Premier League. Actually, more accurately, the second position yes. in the Premier League. It belongs to Liverpool at the moment and they drop points at home to Tottenham Hotspur. We said on Friday, we asked the question, the pressing question that no one else was asking, could that game derail <laughs> Liverpool's title for yeah. I don't I'm know why after, no one else covered it. Yeah, once no. again, we were at the forefront of football. I yeah. don't know what they were playing at. <laughs> but yeah, Liverpool drew just for the second time in their last 15 games. And Jurgen Klopp, Jimmy, said before the match, 
he said that Son has a you know a, was it like a, um, a a GPS sort of yes. thing where it would be attacking counterattacking football and all that kind of weird stuff, and he was proved to be right. Yeah, if only they could have planned for it. Well, <laughs> indeed, yeah, he was very angry that Spurs set up to not lose. Um, they were interesting quotes. Yes, very much so. I'm sure we're going to come on to those. But mm. it, um, yeah, it was f- relatively predictable because Spurs are so good on the break. Um, you, it was always. It felt like if it was going to have to be a case of Liverpool just asserting their firepower and, and and using it really, really well. But you know, Conte is is no mug, is he? He knows. He knew exactly what he was getting into, and we, mm. we mentioned on Friday as well that it, it was. Just, Spurs get up for these games mm. and they they focus really really well and and that's the thing if you if you don't do that against I mean we saw with Newcastle a slightly different situation obviously but if you lose a bit of focus you will just get ripped to pieces mm. um, but they get themselves up for these games and they perform in them and it really does feel like that could mean it's City's title. Now, I know there's, there is the potential for mm. a couple of, you know, twists and turns yet, especially with, you know, old Stevie G's involvement. Everyone's wanting that narrative to play out. The kingmaker. Indeed. Um, but it's going to be really, really tough now, I think. Well, I think it was City already just, tough. Yeah. People forget that Man City, well, maybe they don't forget, but Manchester City were a point ahead of, of Liverpool. Obviously, this makes it even tougher with the goal difference, blah, 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 yes. as, as, as you say. Um, but yes, yeah, so on those Jurgen Klopp uh, comments about um, the way... Spurs play. So I don't like this kind of football, but that is my problem. I cannot coach it. I think they're world class, and I think they should do more for the game. And we obviously elaborated on that so as well. The idea that Spurs are generally some sort of like Stoke City facsimile is just well, I the thing is silly, isn't it? Yeah, you can take this. You, you can sort of hammer clop a bit for this, but then you can also think, well, yeah, he was a little bit prickly, but you can see he's going back and forth, isn't he? He's so frustrated. Mm. And he, and, he, and he thinks to himself, oh, but if, if I had that, t- I'd probably do it. I understand why yeah. they do it. And you can just see it playing out in his own mind. How yeah. It's, how it's, uh... uh, that, that, so that's exactly what I got from the, from the video of those quotes. Mm. He was, you know, sometimes managers get into that situation and obviously he's, he's a, you know, a lot of people were saying, oh, it's really funny when he loses because, you know, he loses all sense of decorum. And I was like, well... No, he's just a manager in yeah. you know the, in the pre- moment right? in in the moment at the sharp end of mm-hmm. football. Mm-hmm. Like he's people are going to be prickly like that. Mm-hmm. As um, we've said before, isn't it? You have a frustrating situation like that, then you're immediately wheeled out yes. to justify yourself yeah. to a nerd, That's right? And which <laughs> is probably quite annoying. <laughs> the 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 thing I did, well, I, I suppose the, the other aspect of it is like you know he's he's just playing to the gantry of Liverpool fans who would have been frustrated as him, and mm. almost you mean of, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yes, yeah. Everyone. He was just playing to everyone in the world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He he was a bit like playing Rock the Casbah at a wedding. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what Club was doing. But it is quite funny that um, he was having a go at how they how they play, and if Spurs didn't play like that, then Liverpool wouldn't be in this title race mm. because they took six points of Man City. You're right, and uh, uh, you're absolutely yes. right, and 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 of course. Um, that uh, you know Tottenham Hotspur are very much in contention for finishing in top four and have a lot to play for. So if one can forget that Tottenham have you know are trying to win this football match, yeah. they're trying to 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 stop one of the best sides in the world who are going for a quadruple. So you don't just turn up to their house and go, oh, I suppose we're going to have to play open and attacking football yeah. or something like that. You play to your strength. Yeah, I mean, we are, we are the guests here. So. <laughs> <laughs> you tell us what to do. We'll, uh, yeah, we'll it, take our shoes off before we get on the pitch if you want. It does, happen, it does happen more in football than most other sports. I suppose because, you know, you can, you can tailor your, you know, how you play to, to mm-hmm. for each game, essentially. But the funny thing is that 
you know, in its way, it is a compliment to Liverpool. Liverpool can't be pasting teams left, right, and centre mm. with you know the best front three in Europe, and then come to a game where they're, where they're, people are scared of them. Yeah, that's right. Be like, oh, you cowards! You yeah. cowards! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let us kill you! Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean, and that's the thing that Spurs played it very, very well. And they, actually, and they also the other thing we should sorry, yeah, um, yeah. just very quickly, the yeah, thing yeah. about Spurs as well, and that Jim touched on there, is to carry out that kind of. Yeah procedure as well because it has to you know there's a precision to it everyone's got to be on the same page Mm -hmm. everyone has to be on their game the only person I thought who was probably a little bit off colour was Harry Kane Mm. Um, but it it has to be a total buy-in from absolutely everyone yeah I think you're absolutely right. And I think that's a point that's often missed with these things because what Spurs did at Anfield, lots of teams have tried to do that. Yeah. But because Liverpool are so good, they don't let them. And so actually... So they never realise it's even happening. Exactly. Yeah. And so and a lot of the spectators, oh, well, you know, they turned up and then Liverpool turned them over. Whereas as you say, Vish, you know, Spurs, they stuck to their task very, very well. And they bloody well could have won it right at the death. <laughs> with Hoiberg, I was like, why are you passing? I mean, okay, if you're going to pass it, make sure you bloody, you know... Don't give it away. So, um, I mean, Conte said, you know, his players came off the pitch at the end and he said there was disappointment there. And and, and yeah. understandably so, because it was a deflected goal. They denied Liverpool that space in, in the centre. They played it very well. Put them out wide because Liverpool started to just put balls into the box. Really like un-Liverpool balls. Like yes, not no, Trent Alexander-Arnold. Because no yeah. he normally plays them from, he's a, he's coming out from the, the sort of a defensive right-back position. And he's it's not really a... It's a it's a it's a pass in behind it's, the defenders. Yeah, it, it's always to someone. Yes. Whereas that was a bit hit and hope, I suppose. Yeah. And the other thing about um, they you don't know, have a Chris Wood up there. They do, they do not, no. do they? Yeah. <laughs> the thing about the deflected goal was it felt like you know just probability and effect, didn't it? Yeah, yeah that's right. If you block so many shots. Then one shot, you're not going to block well enough, and 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 that was well, that. Klopp really. kind of claimed that, didn't he? I, and I I do agree with what he said, but he quite beautifully sort of spun that when they said, "Oh, you know, it was a deflected goal," and he said, "Well, that's why we have the shots to to yeah. to make sure the deflections we have a chance of the deflection or something." And mm. I thought it's a very interesting, kind of quite eloquent way of putting that. It worked really. for Frank Lampard. It always worked for for old Frankie Lampard. Um, but they, but they Who have... only scored deflected goals. Yeah, it's so unfair. <laughs> I don't believe that's revisionist at all, actually, Marcus. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't believe you know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, Highest scoring midfielder in Premier League history, all of them defected. <laughs> yeah, every single... couple of dubious own goals well, in there. I mean, if the dubious goals panel was around when he was playing, yeah. he wouldn't have half of them. So, uh, <laughs> so there we are. Uh, we're joking, of course. I am anyway, at least. But yeah, so they, they've dropped points. Um, uh, a shame for them. You could also say that Spurs dropped points in their uh, hunt well, for, for yeah. Champions League. Although, you know, again, going away to Anfield, but again, before the game, you take a point, etc., etc. So, so there we are. But Manchester City uh, beat Newcastle five. Nil, they really uh, did course. beat them as well, didn't yes, they? Yes, they did. That, that a paddling. That, yeah, the two late goals as well. You could see the delight uh, in Guardiola's eyes and mm. his uh, in his you double. You can fist. see so much in those eyes, can't you? A lot. Um, yeah, he really isn't a good actor, is he? I think. It, do you think he thinks he's a good actor in those interviews when he's like, "No, you know, we're so happy." Like, we just know you're not. But no, I, I, I genuinely just, I don't think he cares. No, I don't think he cares. Because none, none, none of that matters to, to him. He he gets no, like, yeah. he'll say his thing and move and he's so isolated from that that mm. it doesn't matter if we all laugh about it on Twitter or in here. Yeah, like, no. he's, he's totally, like, on a different plane. Well, I do respect stuff. it as well on some level because actually, if he does want to just have rant and rave and he's just going, no, uh, yeah, we're fine, yeah, yeah, whatever, you know, there's, there's discipline there, you know, because you can't shoot your mouth off all the time yeah. even though it would make it more um, entertaining for us. I don't think he's insincere, though. 
I think he, he's just very, very intensely focused on a lot of different Perhaps, aspects yeah. of things. And I think when he says, like, we're so, so happy and all that stuff, I think, he, I do think he does mean it. So when he said everyone in this country supports Liverpool, the media, everyone, and yeah, then I mean, he said, yeah, no, but that doesn't really He's been me. here long enough to know that isn't true. Yeah, I mean, of course there's a lot of pundits that are former Liverpool players. Yeah. You know, Mourinho made this comment in his first stint, I think, at Chelsea. He's definitely made th- those mm-hmm. comments before um, uh, Mourinho has. But, I mean, of course, Liverpool often suggest that you know, everyone hates them, but it's everyone a, it's hates a, them. It's a siege mentality, which comes it? from it's a different a, place. I understand, but then you know, it's a bit like uh, a friend of mine who's a Newcastle fan was claiming that everybody now hates Newcastle um, because of the ownership and blah blah blah. blah. Yeah, and like, I said, yeah, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I was not like, unreasonable. Well, careful, because you sound like Chelsea and Man City fans. Now. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, but everyone does hate them because of the ownership, though. But the That's problem the is, thing. though, you, you get into a point where it's like, well, if you hate most of the teams. You then is it the special treatment is for the teams you don't know? like it just mm. kind of eats itself. This I, kind of I like argument. the idea. The only justification would be like Darth Vader being like, well, everyone, everyone hates us in the Death Star. We're yeah. always talking about. It. We've we've seen the stuff you write about us. <laughs> <laughs> but the 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 um the thing I will say to to defend Klopp, even though it, it kind of contradicts what I said before about mm-hmm. him being on a different plane, having and yeah. being able to ignore all this. Is that I did get a sense, and, and I'll be honest, like for me as well, mm. that for for the neutral for for the for the running sake, basically, yeah. I was kind of willing this, um, you know, this a slight Man City drop off, yeah, replete with a Liverpool side, yeah, coming into their own and picking up results at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, we, want I, a bit, I, we want a big last day, right? Yeah, so back exactly. to the day, do that thing where they stitch it all together, yeah, and you watch every game in in real well, Jim, time. Jim, well, we, we, real time, it, you know it, what I mean? Yeah, the, the thing is, the goal difference is is crucial because um, if 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 it goes to the last day, and you have a, a, a situation where Liverpool need to beat Wolves five nil, and they need Villa to beat Man City, then it's probably. You know, unless you know Bristol Rovers turn up and help them out or something, it's it's mm-hmm. unlikely uh, to to happen. We're going to find out on that last day of the season who really supports Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be Steven Gerrard in that Villa dugout instead of bellowing instructions, just seeing, you're shouting, "You'll never walk alone." <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely right. But yeah, you, I know what you mean. It would be interesting, but of course, at every, you know, a lot of people have, have have said this, but you know, Aston Villa, they really could do Liverpool and. Coutinho and, and Gerard, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So yeah, I, hopefully um, we, we get a good last day because because uh, that's what we that's what we like. Um, but Man City, they are weak and weak and defensively now. Diaz is out for the season. Walker and Stones are also out for the remainder. They should have enough against the teams they're playing, of course, because they're one of the best teams in the world. Um, but uh, we shall see. At the other end of the table, uh, Watford are down. They lost one nil to Crystal Palace. Uh, Kamara was sent off. Twenty two points for the season. Yeah, that's piss poor. The whole season's been a real, like, it's just not been good enough, has it? No. Like, and not just on the pitch. You know, mm. the, the three different managers. Uh, there's an article in The Athletic today saying that Claudio Ranieri was often getting players' names wrong. There's this whole situation where um, the, a lot of the fans are upset with Roy Hodgson because he um, did a lap of honour, didn't he? Waving mm. to the Palace fans and didn't acknowledge the Watford end. And then he said, unfortunately, they were a bit too far away. It's like, Roy, come on, mate. Come on. Like... It's he's like, quite looks old. So bad. He's quite old. So bad. Sorry. The th- the thing about that is, um, it wasn't quite a lap of honour. That's how you walk out at Palace. Right. Uh, sorry, that's how you. Walk I know back what you mean. It, yeah, I think this lap but, of honour was. But he was he was obviously getting cheers because you know he's retiring and he was you know a bit of a mm-hmm. Palace legend and whatever from that part of London. CBE. Yeah, and I was a bit like, 
okay, I wonder if this is just like a Twitter thing going a bit. Yeah. Right. And then he said that, and I was like, you idiot. Yeah. You, that's so insincere. Yeah. And I know we give him a lot of love on here. No, you're right. Yeah. He's, done, he's done a bad job there, and he has done a bad job. Mm-hmm. And that is just, that's a bit out of order, I think. I think, I think it's a great shame that, that it, that's probably the last time we'll see him, um, in, yeah. you know, as a manager walking out of a football stadium or, or walking off the pitch, if you like, as, as a manager. And what should have happened was, as you say, go over to acknowledge the Watford fans and then the Palace fans say, look, we remember what you did. Mm-hmm. And, and and the Palace Twitter feed did say, you know, congratulations to Roy Hodgson with yeah. his recent honouring and so on. It's, you know, it's, it's almost certainly just the sort of, you know, he's not thought about it in the no. moment. He's not thought about how it looks. It's yeah, not a yeah. deliberate snub or anything, is it? But I think it's, it speaks to a sort of the wider problem at Watford, isn't it? Which is that... I mean, there's not been much fight from the team. There doesn't seem to be much pride. And I don't think there is much pride at Watford because everything always seems temporary. Well, Ben Foster's comments were very telling when he said, you know, some players here, you know, they'll try for 60 minutes, maybe 70 minutes, and then it'll go and so on. It's like... You know that, that. I mean, they are the comments of a, someone who's you know in the twilight of their career. You've already relegated. Who cares? Yeah. You know the turnover of players. Well, it's uh, the same with the managers. Three managers this season. Of well, course, well, they're not engaged. I, I they just, know they're not going to be there for that long. And, that, and that's the that's the other thing. Um, you know, you touching it there just now, but there's no attachment from top to bottom. No. There is no sense that like, oh, I want to do well for this club. People come in and basically use it as a waiting room for bigger and better things, mm-hmm. or moves a, elsewhere. Or a payday. Yeah, or a payday, and. You know, it happens with the managers, and and it's. I th- I think we spoke about this um, the, near the start of the season when they had their first managerial change, mm. where we were like, "It's all right to operate like this, but at some point, it's just going to filter through to everyone, isn't it?" And so, yeah. you know, the players are going to have that, and I think it's not necessarily Roy's. You know, it, it's not necessarily all on Roy Hodgson, but Roy Hodgson probably is coming to that club, sends the bit of. And you know this, uh, you know disfranchisement, disenfranchisement, and also a lack of connection, and has inadvertently, or well, let's, let's mean, give them the benefit of the doubt, has inadvertently played into it there by not even going to the fans yeah. on the day they were relegated. And, and Hodgson, the, the the way his methods work is everyone has to buy into it. I know you could say that about any manager, and I'm not saying look, Hodgson. I think at the time I thought that's not a bad appointment. It's proved not to be a good appointment because you know. It, it, if he he hasn't galvanised too much them. to do in two twenty two points. I mean, come on, yeah. that's, that's it's sad. It's sadly not good enough. Um, but it's good news for for the other teams around them. And we talk about Everton um, next because they play Watford soon. If Watford win that game, yeah, well, my God, yeah, absolutely right. Um, Everton though, with another victory away to to Leicester City. I know Leicester, you know, maybe a little bit jaded after going out against Roma in um, the Europa Conference League and so on, but. It's a fantastic result for Everton. I mean, it's just their second away win of the season, but mm. it is consecutive league wins for the first time since September. And and what a goal to get them going, Jim. <laughs> Beautiful. That's what you need, isn't it? It's a little bit of magic almost that makes yeah, you think, yeah. you know what? We've, the, the luck might be turning, might yeah. be coming our way. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful wow execution. sensation goal, according to the commentator, <laughs> which I think, I think we can all agree. But, you know, Lampard, I mean, and the funny thing is actually is that Everton then had a chance to go 2-0 up which they didn't take. And then up the other end, seconds later, Dakar scores um, after a ridiculous defensive mix-up from, from, was it Mina and Coleman? Mm. And you think to yourself, you know, their heads could have dropped, but they get themselves back into it and Holgate uh, gets the goal. Holgate, who, according to Lampard, the day before the match um, was ill and didn't actually travel with the team. He travelled separately to the, to, the, um, to the hotel, I think. And he told Lampard on the day, I'm playing this game. And Lampard said, that's the attitude that will help them survive. And I thought... What the player's telling you what to do. <laughs> you know, Would you? Yeah. Well, this is part of Lampard's, you know, deflected brand of management, isn't it? 
Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I, th- I think he's. I think he's done. He's done pretty well. He has turned this around. You have to has. say because this could have been, like, if it could, you have to give the manager credit because you can say, oh well, they're suddenly realizing, you know, they've got a bit of quality. Unlike they've got much more quality than say Watford and Burnley and Leeds. Okay, yeah. but you still this have is, to draw it out. But you've yeah. got to draw it out because you're a big, a big club with a with a demanding support. And uh, and everybody looking around, that can quickly turn sour. Part actually. of the situation is of his own making, though. It also needs to be acknowledged. He's essentially undoing some of the the underwhelming work that, that, that has happened up to now under him. So well, I mean, I, I, they, they were they were they, they dropped quite a lot under Benitez. Yeah, I mean, the, the reason a, he was there was because it was a oh, shitty, ab- absolutely. It, so. But I think he needed to get them going quicker than um, than he than he had done. So you know, it, yes, he's doing doing well to turn it around now. But it's, it's, it's the whole season's been hairier than it needs to be. I think. Okay. Well, he's got Jordan Pickford to thank as well. Yeah, he was fantastic. Which he has thanked. And and, and uh, Lampard said of his goalkeeper, Jordan gives the team huge confidence. He's not just England's number one, but one of the top goalkeepers in the world. For some reason, you don't always get the recognition you deserve as England's number one. Vitution. I mean, he's not one of the top goalkeepers in the world. He's, he's a very good goalkeeper. So you disagree with Frank? Again? Yeah. I don't, well, I'm not... I'm not one, of, so... one of the top goalkeepers in the Euros <laughs> final, mate. I think that... Um, yeah, he was the top two, wasn't he? That, that quote <laughs> and these Jordan Pickford performances, it is one in the eye for you, Vish, isn't it? It's not, because I never said that he was shit. I just said that there was a question to be asked about... No, I mean, fair enough. Why don't we have the England goalkeeper as someone who's in a relegation battle rather than the other one who's about to play in the Champions League next season? Perfectly fine. Let's 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 do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who well, your, who's, you want you want a trophy on the weekend, didn't you, Marcus? With your little your little football team. Oh. Why, don't have, why don't you have your goalkeeper in there? Why not? Eh. Yeah. I, our man Tom would do he's a fine job. A, he's, Tom's probably a top top goalkeeper. He is top top. You wouldn't top, slag him off, would you? Top 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 goalkeeper. There you go. I'm going to quote exploding heads. Get, get 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 him in. Get him on the plane. Look, give, take pick, him to Qatar. Take Tom to Qatar then. Yeah, well, if I get a pass to Qatar, then I'm taking you all with me. But um, you've got to give Pickford credit, though, haven't you, Vish? Yeah. No, he was he was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right, he was, okay, he was very good on the weekend. Yeah, he, he's actually been. He was very good uh, for the Chelsea game as well. Actually, yes, I feel like he's calmed down a little bit because there were times yesterday where mm. I thought he's going to kick off. He made a brilliant save. Um, mm-hmm. You know, diving to his left with his um, top right hand, and it was prime for one of those get up and shout at everyone because the camera's going to be mm. on me. And he didn't quite do that. I thought he was quite measured, and mm. I wonder if that's something something that Lampard has been able to have a word with yes. him and say. You know what? Just like mm-hmm. keep. Keep chill. Say exactly what you're saying. Focus. Don't shout at people. Yeah. yeah, maybe that's right. Yeah, well, Everton, as you said, Jim, they go to Watford on Wednesday um, and if they win that, they would have a chance to go four points clear of Leeds and Burnley. Mm-hmm. Bearing in mind, they were five points for they safety that. not that long ago. So uh, yeah, not I'm not saying short. Lampard doesn't deserve credit, by the way. <clears throat> all right, Jim. I think you, you just want all his goals taken yeah, away from I think, I think you've I think you've said enough on yeah, this uh, I think a lot of his podcast. goals are actually assists from himself. <laughs> Was he getting the assist and the goal? No, just the assist. Oh, okay. <laughs> right, I see what you mean. Well, Jim, you were at Arsenal uh, yesterday, of course. Mm. Uh, they beat... Uh, Part of me still there. Le- <laughs> <laughs> Leeds United 2-1. Uh, oh, dearie me. I mean, Leeds are in trouble. There's no two ways about that. Um, but really, Arsenal... 2 nil up after 10 minutes, leads down to 10 minutes. Why on earth are Arsenal hanging I, on at I, the end of that I, game? I walked home from that game feeling like both we'd lost it and that I'd played in it. <laughs> it was... I, I, How did you do? Oh, God. I, I, I let everyone down, down quite badly. I said, Dan. <laughs> you did. <laughs> <laughs> I let everyone down. Oh, that was you know. Dan quite badly. 
But um, yeah, it was a, it was a very very unnecessarily stressful end to that game. I mean, what's been forgotten about it about it is Arsenal were fantastic in the first half. Even like even when it was eleven against eleven, they really really asserted themselves. And, and Leeds were just Leeds didn't really know what to do. And the the concern for me is that. Um, Obviously, conceding a silly goal from a corner is, is something Arsenal used to do a lot. I think it might even be a, the, only the second goal Arsenal have conceded from a set piece this season. So they've been really, really good on that. So that little wobble concerns me. And the, it was the, the loss of control. The shape went a little bit. The press went a little mm. bit. The nerves started to the settle loss in. Of con- I always think the nerves are worse in the stands than they are on the pitch. Probably. And mm. that's possi- like, probably the case there. But it was, it was a nervy end. But ultimately, all that mattered was winning. The loss of control was Luke Ailing-esque, I would say, from, yeah. from, from Arsenal. Um, Jesse Marsh, though, said that his side must now fight for their lives to escape the drop. I mean, he, he, they had a man- new manager bounce when he first came in. But really, the situation is looking quite drastic for Leeds United. You know, they're now 18th. Their goal difference is shocking. Um, they're they're on thirty four points, same as Burnley, of course. You know, Everton have got their tails up. Burnley, okay, were beaten by Aston Villa quite soundly. It was one of Villa's best performances, um, certainly away from home this season. But 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 Leeds United, you know, like when Marsh came in, you know, obviously he was slightly derided for being American and all that kind of silly stuff. But he but he looked quite good. Whereas now, Fish, you look at them and you think that they're, they're they're on their way to the championship. Yeah, I, I mentioned it on. Um... On Friday, and it was, it was to be honest, it was a bit anecdotal in terms of when I've watched them recently. They do look like they're trying to adhere to a better structure, but they're just not able to, mm. you know, do anything going forward. It's quite unleads to get your goal from a set piece. I think it was yeah. only their second shot on uh, on goal, and only their second shot in the box. Um, and it just feels like they've lost that cutting edge. Yeah, which is you know you. This is the time of the season where you need goals. You can't nil-nil your way to safety, especially now Leeds are in this situation. No, and Leeds right. can't get the nil anyway. So you kind of feel like they need some... You know, it'd be interesting to see what they do against Chelsea in midweek, but you almost kind of think that, actually, mate, just take the leash off. Like, yeah. I know in the, it's, it's easier said than done, especially, you know, mm. from the position we're sat in now, to tell players, look, you know what? Don't worry about getting relegated. Just attack. For the last, you know, few games of the season... Just attack. Um, so I, I think it's it's going to be a real test of his management, specifically his man management that people lauded before he took the job. Yeah, he's got a lot of work on his hands in the next couple of weeks, and it, it might be irredeemable. Really, yeah, might be, yeah. Leeds uh, have also set a record for the most yellow cards in a single Premier League season. By the way, ninety six. Yeah, I mean that is Bielsa esque. If yes. you, you hear about his sides in Argentina, so yes, all to play for uh, down the bottom of the Premier League. All right, everybody, let's have a quick break. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So it's fair to say that we've had some pretty big debates down the years on the Football Ramble. Can Gerard and Lampard play in the same midfield? Will England win the World Cup in our lifetime? And why haven't Newcastle won a trophy for 50 years? That's that's a bigger one for this show, I think. They're not really debates, just no, no. no. And uh, have you seen them? I think them? we all that's know it. why, yeah. Well, to celebrate the release of the new McSpicy from McDonald's and the big hashtag McSpicyDebate on Twitter, we're here to wrestle with a big question of our own. It's the most basic thing about football, but it really this is very important questions. Is scoring a goal the best thing about football, Jim Campbell? Yes, it is. But, right, it's the best thing about every game, isn't it? Obviously, mm. I think the things that contend with it are um, the final whistle when your team's won a really, really big game or a really tight game, important game, whatever that game mm. may be. But also, yeah. that it, I can't, you can't count that because that's not football. That goes from being football to not football at the final whistle. So I think your keeper saving a penalty is right up there. Because it's much rarer. Oh, I like that, yes. So I was thinking about alternatives to how good a, go- a, mm. score, a scored goal is. And I was played as a defender when I was a, when I was a, you know, an amateur, enthusiastic footballer. Right. And um, I always think that, you know, the closest thing you realistically get to a defender scoring a goal regularly or whatever is a really big sliding tackle that you do well yeah. and it's wet. Yeah. And or clearing one off the line. Clearing off the line's great. Yes. I'm thinking manager slipping over. <laughs> Very good, yeah. That's never not funny, yeah. Oh, uh, people, you remember when they used to take people off on stretchers, right, back in the day? Dropping like it. Old school, just one arm, one of them just dropping the stretcher. Yeah. So basically you're talking about proper harm being <laughs> befallen <laughs> people to harm. <laughs> I, 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 even though I said the thing about the goal line clearance, mm. you go home to your friends or to your to your significant other or whatever and go, oh yeah, I had a great game today, I cleared one off a line. They don't really care. No. They no. want to know if you've scored a goal or not. Yeah. yeah. Not even yeah. Not goals and assists, is it? Off. No. God, exactly. I wasn't even on the pitch for 60 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Pete, what about, because you obviously get subbed in to be a goalkeeper, don't you? On your Yeah, I, I think saving a free kick. Because free the thing is, saving free kicks at amateur level, quite easy really, isn't it? <laughs> because no one's very good at them. Is that the best you can muster? Have you S- saved a penalty saving. as a deputy goalkeeper? No, never saved a penalty yeah. as a deputy goalkeeper. Have you faced a penalty? No. I've, yeah, I've faced a few. <laughs> Have you given some away yourself? I know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I've hacked people down the area, as have you, Lukey Miller. Um, well, that's not the only spicy debate that's been happening here at Ramble HQ. The new McSpicy is from McDonald's. 100% chicken breast fillet in a spicy marinade and crispy coating. The key question we're here to find out, though, is how spicy is the McSpicy? I'm going to let you through the curtain. Luke Miller could not wait for the recording. Add a little chomp chomp. 
uh, just yeah. before we started going. What do you reckon, Luke? They said to me, can you come in and do a record today? I said, I'm very busy. They said it's for the McSpicy, I'll so I'll be, be there in 10 minutes. <laughs> and I ate mine already. He's wearing his pyjamas. We had to... Um, slightly abandoned the recording mm. because it, I actually found it quite spicy. I needed mm. to go and get a drink. So True. for me, it was a, quite a bit more spicy than I thought it was going to be. I, I bloody enjoyed it. Because I find a lot of like um, stuff you can buy on the high street in your fast food stores, they say they're spicy, exactly. but they're never that spicy. Exactly. This one is actually genuinely quite spicy. Jim, yeah. do you agree or are you saying it's all right? Well, I've just taken my first bite of it. And I appreciate it is the first bite. But it's, you know, it's, 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 it's mild. It's spicier than I was expecting. No, it ramps up. If you, I, I had my bite three seconds before you, so welcome to Flavortown, mate. <laughs> welcome to Pentown. It's good, man. It's like... good. It's got that tingle. Yeah. I like that. It's, it's so far, it's not too spicy for me, and I'm not, I'm not someone who eats a huge amount of spicy food. It's so. getting hotter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to scream for three minutes. I, um, I love McDonald's anyway, and I also love spicy food, so yeah. for me it's a, it's a great is ideal, isn't it? Yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. It's all been leading up to this moment. <laughs> <laughs> so how spicy is it for you? Get yourself a McSpicy from McDonald's now to find out and join the hashtag McSpicyDebate on Twitter. We've all had one. It's delicious. It's a 100% chicken breast fillet in a spicy marinade and crispy coating. Available in stores from 11am at participating restaurants. Subject to availability until the 7th of June. Now, a well-placed source has told me that you celebrated the win over Borussia Dortmund in the dressing room by doing an impression of Chris Kamara. Is that right? <laughs> Welcome back to the Football Ravel, everybody. Right, before we go any further, let's see how we got on in Betway's 4 to score. Entry to Betway's 4 to score is free each week. Pick the first goal scorer in Betway's 4 selected matches for your chance to win the weekly £50,000 jackpot. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game. Further T's and C's apply in game one. Arsenal versus Leeds United. Jim picked Eddie Nketiah. It was Eddie Nketiah! Yes. Well, well done, Jim. You played your part. Game two, Leicester versus Everton. Vish picked James Madison. It was, of course, uh, Vitali Michaelenko. And in game three, Norwich versus West Ham. Andy picked Timo Buki. It was Said Ben Rama. In game four, Manchester City versus Newcastle United. I picked Kevin De Bruyne. It was Raheem Sterling. One out of four. So we didn't do it. Uh, we'll be back with another round of four to score on the preview show this Friday, where we hope to get all four this time, which will be the first time we would do it. All right, everybody. It's time for emails. Lovely stuff. <laughs> Nathan has been in touch on the subject of Tom Cruise's infamous trip to Birmingham. Oh. As a Birmingham native, I'd love to shed some light on Tom Cruise's infamous visit to our interesting city. For my birthday this year, we visited the Ashes Curry House, which, by the way, is ridiculously expensive and bankrupted us poor uni students. However, on the wall, they do proudly display Mr. Cruise with a chicken tikka masala, and next to that is another picture of them serving him a second one, oh. with the first one completely finished, also in the photo. It could be fake. Um, he doesn't really do impossible missions. It could be fake. Um, however, a much more interesting tale from his trip was the fact that Tom's BMW was stolen from right outside his hotel, oh. along with thousands of pounds worth of his belongings. The car was later recovered nearby to West Brom Stadium with all the <laughs> contents missing. Cruise was asked at the 
the airport whether he'd ever come back to Birmingham and allegedly replied, only if the people here change their lives. <laughs> oh, I wow. I can't really blame him. That's Nathan saying that, not me. Poor Tom. That's a shame. He's had a bad experience of Birmingham. He has, yeah. A city that you're very fond of, Jim. You spent a bit of time there. I, I went to uni there for three months. <laughs> well, well That's another story. <laughs> yeah. And why did you leave? Was it because the people did change I was change chased their out, yeah. Oh, right. was, uh, <laughs> He chased out of yeah, yeah. Much like Tom Cruise. Exactly. Right. Not it, it's so I sympathise. It happens. He's always, but he's. We mentioned this before. Like he's always, always runs in his movies. Exactly. Yeah. That's very. You should never, shouldn't have had a car. Well, if you've spotted Tom Cruise in in your home city, then get in touch. Show at footballramble.com or tweet us at footballramble. Of course, get your questions in for pep talks this Wednesday. Right, everybody. Let's turn our attention to some proper football men before we go back to the Premier League. We heard about Steve Hodge selling Diego Maradona's shirt last week. Peter Shilton's finally got, had his say on the matter. He said at the weekend... He's always a bit late when Maradona's on the scene, isn't yeah, he? Is. He said at the weekend, I wouldn't even use it around the house, not even to clean the dishes in my bungalow. I love the fact he specified bungalow. Because mm. <laughs> um, he can't get up the stairs. He can't reach the... <laughs> Shilton also uh, said, if myself and a few others... Uh, a few of the other players had known Hodgie had his shirt in the dressing room, then it wouldn't have made it out. In the heat of the game, it would have been ripped up into a thousand pieces. <laughs> and I bet Hodgie is happy now we didn't do that. Yes, I'm, I'm sure he's absolutely yeah. delighted because he's got a few million quid in his pocket. He knew what he was doing when he didn't tell us he had it. I'm just glad one Englishman has got something out of the game. He said, we've had the last laugh, though. It's poetic justice for being cheated out of that World Cup because the shirt's not going back to Argentina. Yeah. Oh, I thought because he was dead. <laughs> <laughs> he probably does mean that, though, doesn't he? He probably does mean that. <laughs> we've got the last laugh because we're still alive. <laughs> So it feels to me like he's honed all these lines. I've seen his funeral. He'll never see mine. Um, <laughs> these are stuff that he didn't say. We're just imagining him saying yeah. it, everybody, yeah. just to be clear. Bet he doesn't have a bungalow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Down in hell. <laughs> but it feels to me like Shilton's honed all these lines at the sort of like back-slapping after dinner speaking events that like ex-footballers go to over the years. And like obviously, probably when he does that sort of thing there, he'll get a big cheer, won't he? He'll, yeah. he'll, people will be like, yay! So he probably thinks that uh-huh. like everybody thinks like that. He's had this sort of behaviour reinforced mm. in a positive way. And it, it just, it's... Does he think he sounds cool? It's such a it's shame. It's just so embarrassing. But this is, this is often when former footballers go on to do or say or act in silly ways you forget about their career or you're unaware of their career because Shilton was one of the finest goalkeepers this country has produced. In fact, you know, you could even argue he's the greatest English goalkeeper. He's one of the, you could argue that he's one of the best players England have ever produced. Mm. You know, he's a phenomenal player. Like, you know, how many caps has he got at international level? He was the leading, you know, cap holder for England for, for a long time. Bloody, bloody, blah. Um, and now this. Yeah, yeah. Like on that, or, or rather, you know, you saying about him being one of the greatest goalkeepers England have had. Um, it's quite unedifying that he's even wading into this at all. But it feels like this is his legacy, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and he's made this bitterness his legacy rather is, than the caps, he, and rather than the. Have the you seen the photos? Career. But the thing is, though, he could make it humorous. Do you know what I mean? He could actually not say anything, and when asked, he kind of goes, "Well." You know, at least an Englishman got something out yeah. of the game. Well, uh, maybe, and like, that, that, my, maybe he, maybe that was the tone. It's hard to tell, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. This is the other thing about that. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's but it's those uh, who have read his autobiography. Yeah. I, I'm not sure. <laughs> anyway, well, there we are. I like the idea yeah. that like he made it Fermos head. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never get the last laugh, mate. You'll never get the last laugh. Yeah. 
Right, I might you... be in hell, mate. We don't need a thermos down here. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> right then. Let's move on, or move back to the Premier League, shall we? Um, don't celebrate it too much. You know, we are England fans, Jim. Mm. But we weren't uh, then because we were too young to know what was going on, just as well. Um, Brighton 4, Manchester United nil. lull. Oh, I forgot we were going to get to do this. <laughs> Brighton's biggest ever top flight It's not win. even in the first half. It's their biggest ever it's top flight win. It's not even in the first half. Look, in, how, look what's happened to us. In their history. It's not even in the mm. first half. Yeah. I sympathise, mate. I really do. This is like, we're not going to show a match today. Press the red button. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to watch these clowns get pasted by these the seasiders, whatever they call themselves. Uh, Good old Sussex by the sea. Yeah. <laughs> Such a knob. 4-0, uh, an absolute battery. You wouldn't be saying this if she was here. No, of course not. Um, and of course, uh, all the goals were scored within an hour. And actually, Brighton could have won by five or six. They should have won. They yeah. generally. So yeah. I, I thought about um, speaking to Man United. I, I, you know, people get very bored about United fans complaining. You don't really, you know, need to listen, turn to us for this. But there was a moment when they scored the third, where I was like, I'm just not going to watch it now. Mm. Um, and I thought, you know what? No, I should. And they should have had eight. Yeah. And the only reason they didn't get more mm-hmm. is because they took their foot of the, foot off the gas. Do you think that's what Potter is? Is a fine club, you know. Let's just let's ease off on the goals, lads. Don't say it like that. That's worse. Yeah, I know. That's it's very patronising. Because yeah. no, if we beat them too badly, we can't mm-hmm. smash them again next season. So just keep some in your back pocket. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I think I think yeah. that's probably. I, what know, it is. I think like is there something particularly damning about the opposition enjoying it so much against you that they're like crying? Because they're enjoying how much they're tearing you apart. That's yeah. Can't... Well, Cucurella, you yeah. See, yeah. I, that, I, that was um... that has to be a zenith, doesn't it? Maybe. Yeah, I mean, no. But did his um, his interview afterwards? Did you did we see that? It yeah. was. It was lovely. Incredible. It was yeah. Yeah, and it was. You know, just, just to speak of, of his specific situation, it's a situation that many people aren't either aren't aware of or don't care about because they're footballers doing their dream job, mm. you know, as in the dream of the people, us watching it yeah. um, and getting paid well to do it. But the, the, his voice as he was, as he was relaying this was pro- especially given that you could not tell any of that by the way he's played for Brighton. No. <laughs> he's given himself, you know, uh, you know, wholeheartedly to the team, he's been one of their best players of the season, one of the most consistent players of the season. He's been phenomenal. Bear every in mind time they haven't talk, had it, yeah. Every time you talk to a Brighton fan, they'll, they'll, they will often single him out. You but know? you watch him and he's only, got, he's only got one speed and that's top speed. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, the, the, way he sco- the way he took that goal, the way he was, you know, just all over anything United tried to do. His first um, goal for the club, is that right? Yeah, it was, yeah. And which is why he was the, so emotional. But the yeah. way he took it, it's a bit like... Probably pass it to him a bit more in that <laughs> position, um, but you're right though. I think I think it's one of those ones for for a, for a club who are regarded as a smaller club in the in the in the Premier League. I think it's understandable, but when they perhaps, especially some of their individual players, don't get the um, the kudos and the recognition mm, yeah. that they deserve. And so I think it was lovely that not only was it a phenomenal result for for Brighton, a real marquee result, you could say, but uh, you know one of their star players, Cucurella, gets his gets yes. a goal, gets, gets his recognition exactly. Yeah, and, I th- and I think that's I think that's really really great for for him and also for the club as well. Um, but they were phenomenal. I mean, they, their home form hasn't actually been that great in the league. Of course, no, Brighton, was their away a quarter form. of their goals of the season were scored in this game. <laughs> At home, <laughs> Dr. Manchester United will see you and please help yourself to a prescription pad on the do way. That, do you remember that Tony Pulis laugh when the Palace came back against Liverpool? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just thinking about that now. So, the, um, sorry, go on. I was going to say, it's obviously Ten Hag is going to need to be backed. That's going to happen. 
um, you would assume. Yeah, because they haven't backed any of the others, Jim. No, but, mm. but, I mean, the pattern is if you if you manage Man United, you're going to be backed in the transfer market, right? It's mm-hmm. just, just how it works. Spend it better this time. Indeed. But they, they, they have no choice now but to be incredibly patient with him, right? Because it's, oh, in a way, is this... I wouldn't go as far as to say, is this a good thing? But, like, there can be no doubt that, like... Man United are at the end of a cycle that wasn't actually particularly even even that successful, and it 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 has to be a case of rip it up and start again when Ten Hag comes in, and that in a way is actually quite exciting, right? Yeah, it, it's kind of like the um, it that's feels a like... very positive spin to use the word exciting. But bottom can actually be, you know, it can put things into perspective, right? And this surely has to be that. Because they can't. I mean, I mean it's, it's, it's going to be it's, the worst ever rock. points total in the Premier League now, right? Like, yeah, that, and then they could, they could potentially finish the season with negative goal difference as well. Um, so, I, I suppose it'd be you know it'd be, it's not necessarily rock bottom, is it? They could go out of existence. Yeah, I mean, but the like in, yeah, yeah in but the obviously relative, yeah, relative to where they've been in the Premier League, yeah, of course, yeah. But the um, the thing I found interesting, you know, you said there like it was it's like the end of this era where it hasn't even really been successful. It's like a knockoff Galactico era, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. you, you'd you'd think Ten Hag would be backed, and I think when I don't think a, situ- a situation like this is instructive of how they'll approach him going forward, because it. But what I do think is it will. It's a kind of result, and it's a kind of performance. It's not not just this, but what United had over the last month or so, where I wonder how United fans will come out of it on the other side. Because there'll be a lot of looking to Ten Hag as this saviour from from the Nadir. It's not going to happen quickly because it can't really happen quickly. Given the, the turnover of players is such that they'll have to rely on a lot of squad players. You yeah. know, I don't I don't think McTominay is a particularly good technically um, def- a good technical defensive midfielder. I think he has a lot of shortcomings on that side, but he is someone who will have to play a lot next season. I can mm. totally envision him starting. 30 games in the league because he'll have to. Um, and it, there's not going to be a sudden rush of players coming in because a lot of players coming out of United will free up space on the wage budget. Financially, they don't have the kind of money to go on a massive shopping spree. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, but you kind of need to, you need to give Ten Hag the keys to all the rooms at United. Mm-hmm. You need to have him building up a base from the youth team and this, that and the other. But what I did see from this result, like in my circle of mates who are United fans, is almost like a a, a real well, two different factions coming to the fore here. Some people on a real low ebb looking to Ten Hag as the saviour. Others, you know, proclaiming their love for United and blindly and this, that and the other. And, the, and there was, you know, just a discussion that I had with two mates, like one of them having the, the other for having a go at Manchester United. Right. For them both being fans, and it Sounds reminded familiar. me a bit of like, yeah, well, it reminded me a bit of like the Arsenal fan TV complex, and obviously United have been there before. Mm. Um, it, 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 you know, it's not a phenomenon that's um, that's new to them, but it's going to be a, quite a difficult time for how people consume Manchester United as as a thing they love, because that's why I found recently, you know, to dip back to being a fan, like I was largely ambivalent to all of it. With Ralph Rangnick, there was a sense that right, they're just going to you know, we're going to play out the rest of the season. We're going to try and build things here and there. Mm-hmm. And then I got to a stage where I was actually like, I, I, this is all quite relatively upsetting. Um, and, and I think the worst thing was, you know, Ralph Rangnick, his comments at the end of the game said that was, result was a lot like Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's last result, which was a 4-1 defeat at Watford. Um, 
And I think he didn't realise at the time because he's been so open and honest about how things are going. But that's a damning indictment of what he's done at the club. Yeah, yeah. Because they're in exactly the same position as just before you took over. Yeah. And while there were little green shoots of organisation and this, that and the other, he's kind of taken himself a bit more, he's become a bit more removed. And he's basically playing the part of the auditor, being like, God, it's such a shambles in there. And it's like, yeah, yeah. but you're not an auditor, mate. You well, were the thing is, in there like, on the training yeah, ground. It's yeah. like a security guard going, oh, the, the robbery last night was like the one they had before they got me in to stop all this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just seems like the decision to, to bring in Ragnar just seems absolute madness now. It's just clearly not worked. Yeah, it's easy to say with hindsight, isn't it? I think part, mm. part of the problem, though, sort of looking from outside is, I know we sort of semi-joke about this, but Man United at the moment, they really seem like more of a brand than a, than a club. And it's, it's kind of... Well, they do. And, and you look that's at the only the, thing that's going to sustain them, though, through this. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I, but, but, that, but, but that is waning, but, though. But part of that has to change. I think, like, you look at the treatment of Jesse Lingard as well. It's just that it doesn't, it doesn't feel like it, there's a joined-up sense of purpose there. And, you know... Yeah, I mean, yeah, you look at uh, the, the, the Dutch coach, Fred Rutten, who coached PSV and Feyenoord and, and, and a number of other teams. He turned down the chance to be one of Ten Hag's assistants at Manchester United next season. And uh, I just quite likely said, Eric Ten Hag has asked me to be his assistant at Manchester United. I said, no. I think he probably, the full quote was, I said, I'll think about it. Let me just watch this Brighton game first. And then I said no. Um, but yeah, gentlemen, Chelsea uh, drew two all with Wolverhampton Wanderers at home, um, meaning that Arsenal are just that little bit closer to uh, their London rivals. Yeah, Romelu Lukaku scored a brace, which uh, which was quite nice. His first league goals of 2022, which is quite mad as well. But then he doesn't play that much. So if you don't play him, he's not going to score that many goals. <laughs> or is it chicken of the egg? I'm not too sure. Um, Connor Cody equalised in the seven minutes, seventh minute of stoppage time, which uh, provided some scenes in the, in the away end at Stamford Bridge, which was, uh, which was quite uh, enjoyable. Did you see the new owners watching on? Yeah. That's the reality very of uh, the old football lads. <laughs> yeah, he looked very grumpy at full time, didn't he? Yeah, well, which is which is understandable. I mean, the four point two five billion pound deal mm. is exp- how much was Newcastle sold the, for? The two five is two hundred and fifty million, isn't it? That's... Yes, and Newcastle yes. was yeah, sold yeah. for what three hundred million or three hundred fifty like million? That. Yeah, over four billion pounds for that football club. It's worth a lot of money now. They, they, you know, they, they. They're at the top table, aren't they? I mean, they? I suppose officially they are the best team in the world at well, the moment, quite. aren't they? So, you know, that's... <laughs> got to pay a premium for that's that. That's what you yeah. It costs more. They, they, you do you won't believe what I paid for a football club down in that <laughs> London. Yeah, true enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, it's expected to be officially completed by the end of May with the Premier League's owners and directors test still to be carried out. Don't worry, lads, you'll sell through it. Um, uh, yeah, but Chelsea uh, have apparently received uh, assurance uh, an assurance, sorry, that the group uh, will be will uh, commit to owning the club for at least ten years. At least ten. That look, is, look, look, we'll be. Yeah, uh, look, that's a sp- worry, isn't it? We f- we spent four point two five billion. Yeah. And we have to assure you, we will still we will still yeah. be here in ten years. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So we we reckon it will probably take eleven to get that money <laughs> yeah. back and start making a profit from it. God, it. Maybe it's a sort of clever kind of ploy. It's like, look, we can sell this club to Mike Ashley at any point. <laughs> just just remember that if you start criticising us. <laughs> that's true. Very true, everybody. Right. Um. Before we go. Uh, the last day uh, in the EFL, of course. Sheffield United and Luton join Nottingham Forest and Huddersfield in the championship playoffs. Forest and Huddersfield, drama at the end of that game. We thought they were going to change position, but they didn't. Sheffield United took full advantage of Fulham being on the beach. Uh, in fact, being in their beach huts, they didn't even bother going yeah, out well, to the beach. Just go to the pool in their own stand. <laughs> 
true, very true. Yeah. I'll tell you what, if Mitrovic hadn't got the record, the goal scoring record, he would have been so pissed off in that game. <laughs> None of you, I, I think you've got to realise that I need a goal here. Yeah. I thought you said skull scoring then. It's like, is that most headers? Uh, yeah, that's how he talks about it, I think. Um, yeah. He, he has the skulls of his enemies. <laughs> <laughs> Seems a type. Yeah. Doesn't it? What about that goal for Luton in their 1 0 win over Reading, eh? Um, uh, the, the, the keeper threw in front of himself and, and uh, Harry Cornick just uh, kept Brilliant. up and, uh, and said thanks very much. I don't think it would have, I think they would have been okay in the playoffs, but it looked like for a time that that was going to be quite a crucial goal. Um, but they're in there. Amazing story about Luton, of course. They're not, they're not promoted, uh, you know, because it's narrative all it would be wonderful for Forrest and their run. I mean, they've been out of the top league for so long. It'd be great for Huddersfield to get back in there. Um, Sheffield United, of course, recently. But then Luton's story is just so incredible that uh, uh, perhaps maybe the neutrals will be with them. But I don't want to put uh, words in your neutral mouths everybody that would be very uh, remiss of me um, uh, Middlesbrough were looking to break into the top six but um, a police fan was seen giving uh, Middlesbrough fans a lift uh, to a pub in Preston on Saturday which was quite enjoyable they then promptly lost 4-1 uh, yeah. and had a man sent off so I don't know if the police saw those fans again in perhaps a, a different capacity the do you want, do you want to get back? do you want to get back in the van <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's, a, it's quite amazing to learn just how many people fit into a police van if you've seen the footage oh, yeah. of them all getting out of it it's like a clown car oh it's like Mary Poppins handbag yeah <laughs> you know, like, how they got them all in there uh, the guy who gets out and just does the drogba celebration <laughs> so good uh, Forest Green Rovers won League Two with Exeter City in second um, but it was all about who finished third in that league so well, before we say that we have to say well done Forest Green well done Exeter City well done well done well done well done you're not the story though unfortunately, uh, in in League Two, because there was incredible scenes at Bristol Rovers as they squeezed into third. I'm sure you've all seen this. They started the day in fourth on 77 points with plus 15 goal difference. Northampton Town were ahead of them in third on 77 points with plus 20 goal difference. You think, well, that should be enough, especially when Northampton went 3-0 up against Barrow inside 20 minutes. Job done. Thanks very much. There we are. Now, they finished the first half at 3-1. Bristol Rovers were only 2-0 up. Bristol needed... Bristol Rovers, sorry. Bristol Rovers needed a huge swing, uh, uh, which they promptly got. They scored five in the second half, including three in the last 15 minutes. <laughs> now, the thing was, though, everyone understandably got so swept up in the excitement yeah. and the madness of it all that they invaded the pitch when the seventh went in, which... what It wasn't over. There was still, <laughs> what was it, five minutes to go and there was still time... In, um, in 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 the other game in, in, in involving Northampton, so it could have been like this enormous celebration, which which would prove to be um, futile, which of course wasn't the case. The referee threatened to cancel the game. Like, <laughs> Imagine. At one point, Joey Barton, the manager, had to get on the microphone and plead with him to get back to the seat. I think their owner, um, ah, his name escapes me. I think he was on there as well. Going, would you please get back in your seat? We're not, we're not there yet. We're crying out loud. It's like you're doing a lap of honour when there's still one lap to go in the race. You know. Um, so absolutely extraordinary. I was amazed at how everyone kept across the maths. Oh my yeah. goodness! It it was something else. It was something. I mean. Do you remember that story, Jim, years ago? Police machine in Nigeria? Yes. Now, I'm not... Obviously, that's very, very different because mm-hmm. they were... I've, By about 45 goals. I think they won... Yeah, like... Was it... Was It like, It was absurd. It was... It, yeah, it was it like was 53, like 53 nil. Yeah. <laughs> and the other two... They, they, it was then... And the 52nd goal, they ran onto the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dearie me. 
Jurgen Klopp's going, I don't, well, I don't like this type of football. You know, trying to defend. <laughs> Pep, Pep, you're always supporting them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get, uh, I, just to, to go back to the, the, that uh, fateful day in July 2013 in, the, in uh, one of the Nigerian leagues, four clubs were involved in two playoff matches that ended, one ended 79-0 and 67-0. Plateau United feeders, yeah, they won 79-0. Police machine uh, won 67-0. Um, suspicions were aroused. But obviously, uh, none of that uh, was going on at, uh, at Bristol Rovers, who uh, got a much more conservative 7-0 oh, win. But it was enough. That suspicions was... <laughs> were aroused. It's one of my favourite football stories of all time. Yeah, it's that. incredible. It's incredible. <laughs> I think as Luke pointed out at the time, imagine what the opposition players are doing. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best. There's a bit here. Were they even there? Yeah. <laughs> they were just getting into a police van and taking to a local pub. Well, it is a police machine. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, amazing, amazing. But yeah, so Bristol Rovers are up in, in the most extraordinary fashion. Well done to them. I mean, again, if you're Northampton Town, you're gutted. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely yeah, amazing, amazing things. You'd that. have to. The worst thing about that is because yeah. of the result later that night when you're drowning your sorrows, you'd have to watch the highlights, wouldn't you? Oh, you would. You'd have to be like, how how has yeah, this happened? I need yeah. to understand. Yeah. Oh dear, that's what football do to you. That's does. what it does, everybody. Well, there we are. Marvelous stuff at the end of the EFL. Uh, a little bit more from the playoffs, of course, but ah, uh, oh, glorious. Well, thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble, part of the Acast Creator Network. Uh, the ramble, of course, will be in your ears tomorrow. So get involved. Thank you very much, Jim Campbell. Thank you. Thank you for choosing Antaraja. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. See you soon. The Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.